We are the children, the children of Zion. We have been left here to defend humanity's right to exist. No matter what the machines believe, we belong here, at this place, at this time. And with that, I present this revolutionary love letter to those who came before. Let's go. They call me Speed Rider, but never no heat hider. But I'm digital, fighting wars no one's hit to. Matrix division that we're system point two. Called the one, the Neo, the novice, the noose. Where Trinity will execute. Between the viral agents flagrant, engaged, no basic of state to take. Spoilers, people. The Golden Trio has spoken. JKR is a turf, and this has been proven by the people that head all of her movies basically my name well, is bill i'm noelle and more importantly she's proved it out of her own fucking mouth yes she has um no just go to our website xchromosomepodcast.com and look at the show notes all the information that you need for the podcast is there including anywhere that you want to help donate um we're just trying to go right into the business in this case jk rowlings has done everything that she can to completely prove her turf status for a long period of time, people were able to possibly discount it. Like it was a one of like for example, one of her um, publicists said that she had a quote unquote middle age moment when she liked a tweet or when she did a hashtag. But no, on her own website, she doubled down on her turfness after making a joke about people with uterus. We're going to talk about her. And we're going to talk about the proper way to go about being a British author uh, with Neil Gaiman. I mean, just if you have to pick a British author to emulate, be Neil or Terry or Terry Pratchett. That, that's all we really have to say, except for the, you know, Terry Pratchett is no longer with us. So don't emulate him that far. So um, we were going to try to do this a couple of days ago, but we had technical difficulties, which were resolved. But I think with the latest news that just came out, the fact that we got all three, uh, Daniel Radcliffe first, um, then uh, Emma Watson second, even though she's already said spoke about this before when, during one of her last middle-aged moments. I'm doing air quotes right there. But for the first time, uh, Rupert Grintz also today all went through and said, trans women are women, trans men are men. And basically what directly the opposite of J.K. Rowling's. For those that don't know, those are the people that played Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, and Ronald Weasley. On top of this, the star of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, uh, Eddie Redmayne, has also said the same thing. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. And they threw in their full support for the trans community. Unlike Miss... I got a bunch of homophobes and transophobes coming to me crying that they're scared of that they're being found out as transophobes and homophobes. Just there's there's so much to dismantle in her bullshit. We will go through and link to her bullshit only because it's bullshit and everybody should understand the level of bullshit that she's given. Um let me put it this way. She's she's probably wrote maybe about three or four pages about this. And basically, it's all to try to get you to... It's all a bunch of gaslighting, a whole bunch of um, all the other 
words that mean that she's trying to deceive you. But the she throws a lot of words that sound very reasonable, and this is a this is a uh, false debate tactic that bigots and white supremacists and generally horrible human beings use to make you look terrible while because you're angry. Um, it's a horrifying tactic. Which is, look at me, I'm so reasonable, and I just don't understand. Shut the fuck up, bitch. You know exactly what you're saying. You yeah. know how words work. Yep. This is where I just, uh, to me, ugh, this, she looks like a Karen. Yeah, she is. Um, this is the quote on the whole entire thing that really boils down to I'm a turf and I'm protecting other turfs. Um, huge numbers of women are justifiably terrified by the trans activists. I know this because so many have gotten in touch with me to tell me their stories. They're afraid of doxing, of losing their jobs or their livelihoods, and of violence. They're being afraid that they're being called out as what they are. Transophobes, homophobes. Um, maybe don't, don't, maybe don't be hateful. Um, hang on a minute, Bill. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> While we wait for Noel, I'm gonna read something from his, Neil Gaiman's uh, Tumblr. Um, from Ghost Fuckface asked, "Can you please say something about Black Lives Matter to show that you support the movement, or at least share a fundraising post?" You have reasons for not saying anything. Please tell us. We want to know you support them. Neil, I feel like I'm a long way away, and I don't feel I have anything immediate or important or even useful to add to the conversation here. I've tweeted a little, including fundraising posts, but even there, I feel like I'm not marching because I'm locked down in the wrong country, and I've said everything before on Twitter and Tumblr and other media and interviews, and nothing has changed. And now I'm just really sad for the United States of America. I'm especially sad for Minneapolis. It was the nearest big city for over 20 years, and those people are still my people. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are vital things to be guaranteed, particularly life, and the ease in which the state and the police can deprive you of your life or of liberty in your skin is the wrong color in the United States is awful, and heartbreaking and monstrous. Watching Trump make everything so much horribly worse is deeply painful, like being trapped in a nightmare that just won't let you wake up. Yes, black lives matter so much, and things are deeply rotten and need fixing, and I hope beyond hope that we can fix them because nobody is going to do it for us. But on topic, the Enimo asked, Hey Neil, due to a certain British author saying some stupid things again, could you please quickly say something supportive for trans people? Would be really comforting right now. Neil, I've missed this. I've been taking a Twitter holiday for the last month for my own mental health. But I can imagine. I'm sorry. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. Trans rights are human rights. I'm sorry that some people have such a hard time getting their heads around that. But the world is changing and history is with you. With yeah, we. Neil is great. But yeah, um... He's going to he's getting a children's book coming out. Um, Neil Gaiman and Chris Riddell announce a new piratical adventure. So they're gonna have a children's a rhyming tale for children due out this autumn. It'd be great if we could just like toss JK Rowling's off the bestseller list by buying a bunch of Neil Gaiman. Even better, 
um, buy a bunch of black trans author stuff. Find let's we should all find a really good black trans author of YA urban fantasy and just buy the shit out of that book. Mm-hmm. Just just buy the shit out of that book because it's literally the opposite of everything J.K. Rowling stands for in the same genre. One of the things that we're going to be posting in the notes will be um, lists of uh, queer YA books and YA urban fantasy that isn't uh, how Noel put it, Jerk Rowling. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> J-E-R-K Rowling. I'm going to have to put that in the title. <laughs> um, but yes. Um, There's we're... so much professionally there's so yes this author is very important and we're gonna go into her fucking horrific um content warning laden pen name in a hot second but for those of you who are new to the podcast or may have forgotten because i've been talking a lot about my healthcare job um or didn't know this at all about me i am an actual librarian i have the degree and everything it's on the wall to my left there's a picture i can get a picture of it it's real pretty i graduated in 2002 I specialized in young adult and adult reference and reader's advisory. That means my focus was on books for kids. There is, so I read the minute I got into a library, I just tore up the YA section and the JFIC section because the Harry Potter series bridges uh, both demographics. YA is more late tweens, early teens and up. And JFIC is I is I'm done with short chapter books. I need something a little heftier to uh, on up um, in terms of vague reading levels, so we know what we're talking about. We're we're talking about kids. Yeah, we we mentioned a very long time ago in one of the earlier episodes that back in the day we didn't have young adult books. We went from kids books to adult books. Well, there were there were some small there was a small selection of young adult books. It was tiny. It was not great. Um, but there wasn't a lot. Um, not at all. But now there is so much. And if you want to start somewhere and you want to start with something empowering, I recommend Robin McKinley's The Hero in the Crown and The Blue Sword. I forget which one is the Newberry winner, but one of the two is and the other's just as good. They're very grown up. I mean, she doesn't write like she's writing for a little kid. She writes, you know, I for comparison, she writes like Neil Gaiman writes when Neil is writing youth fiction. Um, or like when Terry Pratchett is writing youth fiction. She's, you know, she treats them like she, she treats her audience like rational fucking creatures because kids are. Um, and they were very important books when I was younger, when I was a kid. And because they were some of the only books with um fully realized women in them um if you want to read some queer shit mercedes lackey is always gonna be queer as fuck queer as fuck in fact that was some of my first again they're more grown up but there there's there's a lot of gay and it's pride so there is a lot of gay so please go i mean that was uh, here i am i'm younger than i am now like high school and I'm reading these books and everything is being presented as, you know, normal and healthy and or not healthy, depending on how things are, you know, because they're people, but they're presented as people. And I'm like, eh. which is probably why it don't bother me now. 
And it never occurred to me that it should bother me. So representation matters. And to have an author, we need to talk about her. We need to talk about her everything. I said somewhere else on the social media um, sphere that J.K. Rowling is this generation's H.P. Lovecraft. She did a very important thing for a section of literature, youth fiction. And that's, that's very critical. We need to hold space for that. But we also need to recognize that she is a garbage human being and that all of that garbage is inherently in her work. It's there. It's there in her anti-Semitic goblins that run the bank. You know, that's some, that's some Jewish stereotyping there. Just, well, goblins themselves are problematic, and she leans into it really hard, especially with the whole, they're in charge of the bank. Um, See, I think with, when it comes down to the goblins, especially, is how they were presented in the movies. Yeah, she wrote, she signed off on that. Yeah, that's, that's the, no, I'm not saying that she didn't sign off on it. I'm saying that when I first read through the books, thinking about the goblins, things like that, and everything like that, I wasn't thinking about the Jew, Jews in the banks, so to speak. However, when the you whole go goblin comes out of it, so there's a long, uh, we could do an entire podcast on racist tropes in, fi in fiction. Um, however, as soon as the movie actually went through and hit, I was like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> because there's some things that I'll be honest. When I read, I'm very much more about the, they're more about the um, dialogue and the thought processes and things like that. A lot of descriptions for me go to the wayside. I just need what I barely need just to formulate things in my head just to go from there. And I'm just go, go, go from there. Um, so I miss a lot of the, I, I, I missed a lot of this. I used to miss a lot of the subtext of what was going on until I started reading, listening to the books and audiobook. Um, where you can't avoid the subtext. Um, so yeah, we, in fact, one of the things that we're going to be doing on my other podcast, um, Alice in Muggleland, um, I spoke with Alice about that today. We're going to be doing some, what's called, what we're going to call outside the ministry podcasts, where mm -hmm. we actually start talking about, um, things in the books that are issues that might come up so people can talk to about. Because people are still going to read these books to their kids. Because mm -hmm. they enjoyed them when they grow up. But there's going to be things that they're going to want to discuss. And um, we're going to try to go through and discuss that in a manner to explain what's going on and to look through that. So that's going to be, we're going to be doing like a whole separate like podcast episodes about that. Um, but yeah, we're, I, we can go on into that, the books part all day. Um, but let, mm -hmm. we, we need to go into the, I want you to talk about the um her pen name. Oh, buckle up, kids. Yep. Um, because this is some shit. Um, when I first read this, I was like, "Holy shit!" Let's see, where is the whole? I just reposted it for you. Okay, thank you. I mean, I found the horrifying article, but um, her pen name is Robert Coville. Robert, uh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Robert Gal, Doctor Robert Galbraith. Um, and her. Pen name when she is <laughs> writing mysteries is Robert Galbraith. Now, this gentleman, and I use gentleman in the loosest of terms, um, he was a neurosurgeon and he's fucking appalling. Um, there is a series in um, The Independent in Indiana 
um, by Robert Colville. This is the articles we are going to share. Uh, we're put, the specific one I'm going to be citing is from Wednesday, the 6th of July, 2018. Um, I'm assuming we can access the entire report because uh, it's part of a series, and I'm sure all of it is going to be triggery. Um, please read with care. Please listen to the next um, portions of this podcast with care. Um, Bill, please put in a mark to how long people can go, you know, how, where people can skip to so they don't have to hear this. Because right. this man's a straight-up monster. Um, the article opens with, Much of his life was devoted to exploring his theory that he could cure schizophrenia and other mental illnesses by delivering it targeted electric by delivering targeted electric pulses to the septal region of the brain's subcortex by means of electrodes through the skull. But while septal stimulation was the constant of his career, he engaged in an enormous variety of other work, publishing at least 425 papers. That's a lot. Um, that's a lot of influence on the medical community, because that's just a blizzard of vaguely researched and pseudoscientific nonsense. Um, why do I say that? Because the next paragraph is, among these were his efforts to treat gay men by turning repugnant by turning repugnant feelings towards the opposite sex into pleasurable ones, and similar work on frigid women. That would be women like me. And I assure you, shocking me is probably not going to turn me on. I don't care how many shocks. I am not going to just randomly feel sexually towards a random human being. I just, that, that's not how being demisexual works. <clears throat> He experimented with dripping drugs deep into the brain down tiny pipes called cannulae, targeting the same re regions as his electrodes. He tested a brainwashing drug called bulbocapnine for the CIA on both animals, and though he denied it for decades, on a human prisoner, as, small, as a small part of the vast and largely illegal MK Ultra program to explore the, explore the limits and limitations of the American body. He gave a talk to the Army on electrical, electrical stimulation of the brain, after which his department was contracted to test psychoactive drugs on prisoners. The resulting paper from 1957 is as macabre and gripping as the studies involving B-19, complete with detailed descriptions of the patient's behaviors and hallucinations. In 1972, the New Orleans Times Picayune reported that Heath had been able to record septal activity resulting from alcohol, tobacco, amphetamine, marijuana, and sexual orgasm. Around that time, he began testing the effects of marijuana on monkeys by blowing smoke into their cages, the equivalent of 250 joints a day. Marijuana, Heath claimed gravely, could cause brain damage, respiratory damage, and erectile dysfunction. Dude, you smoke that much pot, you're... That is so much pot. Yep. <laughs> that I can't imagine how that much pot... I mean, I don't think Snoop has ever smoked that much in a year well i don't know maybe in a year in a month okay mm. maybe in a month that's so much pot oh my god snoop's voting for the first time this year i'm so excited snoop is voting <laughs> um but this is the name that she titles her pen name after yeah she chooses this monster to name herself after and you know we can get into the whole thing about how She's she's chosen a masculine pen name and then a, a an an ambiguous name to publish under to avoid misogyny in the publishing industry. She's do she's masquerading as 
gender neutral and masculine so she can publish her books. And yet, she has the audacity to say that trans people are wearing a costume. Specifically trans women. Now. Because trans men are perfectly okay and they are TERFs too, according to J.K. Rowling. That miss- was also in her uh, diatribe. I missed that. I couldn't read the diatribe. I got like two sentences in and flipped my flipped my desk over and I had to I had to stop because it was yeah, I, it was so mind numbingly stupid. I made Bill read it. Yeah. Um, she was like she was like this is your fandom. Read it. <laughs> like I I already know I I don't like these books. Well, they were okay. I mean they're they're not great. They're they're literally so so many um better authors um so many and again i read a lot so i'm speaking from subject expert experience um a YA fantasy is a vast beautiful wilderness of awesome shit to read so if you're a parent you're gonna be a parent or have a kid in your life get them all use our links to find things that are better than harry potter just skip potter and begin entirely they're okay Use but, a variety of books for your kids. Be diverse. Yes. I mean, if I ever have kids, which it's probably not going to be happening anytime in the future, as big of a fan as I am of the books, I'd be hesitant to go through and read them at this point. And this is me that I've had, I had eight different people in the past couple of days come to me and say, hey, are you okay? They're your author just outed herself as a turf. So, and I'm like, okay, first, she's not my author. I enjoy the stories, okay? The stories were there for me at the time. Second, I've been bitching about this for a year. I We have a blog post on our on our site. I will relink to the blog post. I'm basically saying, J.K. Rowling's is a turf. Here's all the things you do not do to put money in her pocket. I'm going to be updating that article and reposting it at some point because new things came to light, such as they're doing another set of illustrated books starting in October where they have illustrations on every page. So no money to this woman to fund her fucking crusades. Yeah, don't buy her shit. If you want to buy Harry Potter shit, go on Etsy, go to crafters that craft for the joy and help them with their hobbies, their businesses and things of that nature. Their bills. Bonus, bonus if you Bitch can find, don't need your money. Bonus if you can find LGBTQ creators, minority creators. Yes. That's all support them. Don't buy the official merchandise. Don't go to yeah. parks. Um I don't remember, go to her fucking park. Don't don't um speaking of the park though, I want to say Universal Parks has gone through and said, um, I actually had posted that, Universal Parks basically said that um, they disagree with the remarks and... Uh, Ms. Rowling's remarks do not reflect the cor- the culture of our corporation or the or our parks. That's correct. Did she forget we own her ass? Um, I mean, Universal does pretty much own her ass from a film perspective. Warner She's Bro- fucked! Warner Brothers, yep. from the film perspective, um, yeah. Uh, Isn't Warner Brothers part of Universal? Universal, um, I want to say they're not because um, Univer- because of the, the, at least the film divisions are, def- are separated at the very least. Um, 
But yes. Yes. She's got to watch her sapper. She's going to be, you know, those movies are never going to get made. Um, Warner Brothers has been silent about it. They're the ones that are making the movies of that. But um, I'm trying to find the actual. But yeah, the actual statement from Universal Parks was our core values include diversity, inclusion, and respect. Um, Yay! So you can go to the park, (laughs) but wait until they've, you know, assured us that she's not going to get any of the money. Then go to the park, buy stuff there. Pretty much, yeah. But Um, don't buy the books. Don't buy any more editions of the books. Don't buy anything she's published. Pirate the fuck out of her stuff. Borrow it from the library. Buy it secondhand. secondhand. Um, Also on Etsy, there are people that go through and basically rebind the books with cooler covers and all that. Significantly cooler covers, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do all of that. Don't line your pockets. I get a a, um, thing from one of the Harry Potter games every month as a insider, basically to go through to, they're trying to basically get money, basically trying to get, how do you like this? How do you like that? And I basically put on anything that can let me write. I'm not playing your game because JKR is a turf. I'm not doing, giving you any money because JKR is a turf. Unless you speak out about her turfiness, I'm not doing anything to support you because she's a turf. And I'm just, Doing it every month. When did they send me this thing? Like, look, I'm letting you know this is where I'm stand. So, um, don't give her any money. That's really playing Wizarding I'm World. I'm not and yeah, listeners, if you're playing Wizarding World of, Harry, World of Harry Potter, stop it. Play Pokemon Go instead. Superior game, only because it's slightly more stable. Same and also, fucking Pikachu. Also, Team Rainbow Rocket. Can it get any more gay? Yep. No. Team Rainbow Rocket is not, in fact, LGBTQ affiliated. They're, it's the rainbow for different reasons, but fuck it. It's, too bad. <laughs> too bad. It's gay now. You said rainbow, it's gay. <laughs> I'm sure we can canonically queer up the Pokemon universe. And they're probably saying, it's not gay, wink, wink. Hey. But you can't see the winks. But... James looks damn good to the game. I mean, yeah, James is genderqueer. That is canonically okay. Um, Jesse and James are are both genderqueer when it comes to disguises and costuming and james has had tits at least once at least twice and has dressed as a woman mul- on multiple occasions and never complained about it he's like well i guess i gotta wear the dress this time all right so pokemon is more inclusive than the harry potter universe and it you know mimikyu is adorable there's little adorable monsters and inclusivity and uh, i mean just i want to go through it address- i want to okay. address one more thing in regards yes. to the whole dialogue. Um, there has been something going through saying, oh, these Harry Potter books, they just magically appeared without an author. Don't do that. So, yeah, don't do that either. Like I said, we can't just pretend the Cthulhu mythos was formed out of whole cloth and deposited in our collective consciousness. We can't do that because it's full of super racist shit. If we, so just... As in the same breath, we cannot take Rowling out of the Harry Potter, out of Harry Potter's existence. We have to acknowledge her. We have to acknowledge her racism and everything else about what a garbage human she is because it's coded in her work. You can still On some level, it's there. Yes, the, the, the world of Harry Potter is a cool place. It's neat. Um, there, it's also deeply, deeply problematic. Um, like, why did nobody 
report the weird kid never goes to school the Dursleys. I mean, why why did nobody check on Harry? I know all the answers, but that's going to be for the Harry Potter pod. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter, but still, there's the the it's, see that's the it's thing not though. The, it's not that's great, but it's 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 questions like that. This is this is how deep I'm into the Harry Potter stuff. It's questions like that that I can answer full cloth chemically because yeah, well, it's just okay. All the because of all of the times I've read and listened and gotten to the books. So, deep down, this whole entire thing disgusts me. And I'm trying to save the little bits of it that I can from this turf-ass bitch. Well, it doesn't need to be saved. <sighs> because it's been written, it's happened, it exists, it's amazing. Um, it did good things, but just like we can't take the relentless racism in H.P. Lovecraft. Don't look up what he named his cat. Don't look up what he named his cat. It's super racist. Um, what did H.P. Lovecraft... I didn't even have to finish the, the thing and it popped up. Oh, wow! That's super racist! I don't look that up! Racist, Bill! said, don't look it up! That was not just a warning for the fans and the listeners of the podcast. It was a, don't look it up, it's super racist! And... <laughs> And uh, we won't say it because we don't say racist shit. Um, we won't even put it in the notes I'll because probably, I'm probably fuck. gonna cut that part and put that in the Patreon. I mean, fuck, fuck. Yes. Um, um that's a content warning discussion, um, of epic proportions. But it it comes back to the J.K. and her turfiness and her cognitive dissonance with the whole she wrote. You know that her. Hermione took a what was it a polymorph potion whatever the fuck that made her turned her into Harry I don't remember because because oh, I don't care she took a juice potion that turned her into a half cat and the poly juice potion at one point with the Harry thing was when they were in book seven when they were having Harry escape they had seven people be Harry Potter so in the House of Eight Potters chapter of whatever the fuck book seven. Um, Hermione is essentially Harry. And Fleur Delacour, who is also a lady. But the quote that is circulating and that we shared on the page illustrates that the author knows the difference between gender identity and biology because she refers to Hermione as she, not he. Yep. So the cognitive dissonance of this woman is mind-blowing. Like, I cannot contain, I, I don't know how that fits in someone's head, that Hermione remains feminine female pronouns and Fleur remains female pronouns, even though they are fully, like, I presume, down to the smallest genetic detail. Yep. Harry Potter. They are a literal copy. Their chromosomes don't match. Their genetics match him. You wouldn't you wouldn't know the difference between the two of them. Yet she can tell the difference. And she made it explicit. She had to redundantly use the word she and Hermione. She wrote that on purpose. And yet she's a turf. What the fuck is wrong with this cow? <sighs> also, if you're afraid of losing your job for being a transphobe, have you tried not being a transphobe? Yep. 
Are you if you're afraid of being hated and persecuted because you're a transphobe, have you tried not doing that? Because that's something you can stop. Our trans listeners and my trans friends and Bill's trans friends and all non-binary people out there and all the people and everybody who is harmed. And this includes cis women who have lost their uterus are harmed by the argument that it's having a uterus that makes you a woman. This is something that happens to women with various types of cancer. Uh, breast cancer, uterine cancer, cervical cancer, ovarian cancer. According to Rowling, only women menstruate. So apparently you go through menopause. Welcome to be a man. I mean, we're not even getting into that, how dumb that is. That's what she said. I get that. That's what she said. Baby, you're interrupting my rant. Okay. My aunt did breast cancer research, right? Mm-hmm. We all know this. If you didn't know this, hi, my, my aunt was a nurse in breast cancer research. Um, so she's heard it. She's heard the the stress and the anguish about women losing their breasts because this society puts so much of an emphasis on secondary sex characteristics, making someone a thing or not a thing, that it's harmful to people who are in a life or death struggle, not just trans people, but especially trans people, but also these, you know, the splash damage hits people that it never occurs to transphobes are going to be impacted. Women with mastectomies hear you when they say that if you don't have breasts, you're not a woman. Women with hysterectomies hear you when they say if you don't have a uterus, you're not a woman. And that is toxic as fuck. Not only does it hurt trans people, it also it hurts everybody. Men who lose their dicks to penis cancer, men who lose their balls to, to scrotal cancer, or whatever other sort of ailments can befall a dick. Um, I'm not interested in that. Whatever you could lose, you could lose your dick. Um, if you have to have a dick to be a man and you lose your dick, what does that mean? Through no fault of your own, you wanted your dick. You were you were pleased with it. You were keeping it around because you enjoyed having it, and then you lose it. To people who argue that what you are is determined by your biological loadout, the end point of the logic is you lose that thing. You are no longer that that sex or that gender. It is a logical extreme, and that is how ridiculous they sound. Because, of course, a woman who's had hysterectomy, of course a woman who's had a double mastectomy is a woman if she says she's a woman. Of course. It is not breasts that make a woman. It is not lack of breasts that make a man. It is not a uterus that makes a woman. It is not a lack of uterus that makes a man. If your Identity is threatened by other people not being the same as you. The problem is a you thing. It's not a them thing. You feel threatened. Look at yourself. Figure out what the fuck is wrong with you. That you are so easily made to feel afraid. Or that you, what you are in yourself, is in any way harmed or in danger because of somebody else. I've been angry in a while. Yeah, we haven't had any really angry. Honestly, even like the last podcast we did was kind of even. It was supposed to be angry, but we started talking about all the good stuff that was happening during it and the uplifting stories, things like that. Yeah, the good shit that's changing. Oh, a podcast. (laughs) We all know. We all know Devon Hart, right? The kid, the crying (laughs) kid hugging the cop, right? We all know that picture. Don't show that picture. That child was murdered by his adopted lesbian parents and abused. Where were the cops for that child and his siblings? Where were the police? Fuck the police. This, see, cops don't help. 
All cops are bastards. Anyway, yeah. That's not the subject of today's cast, but I fuck. just want to... Also, wanna... we're recording this on Loving Day. <laughs> and, so, the an- and the anniversary, anniversary of, of the, the Pulse, Pulse nightclub shooting. Yep. But Loving Day is super important, and I'm really glad it happens during Pride Month because it was the first... It was the first brick to crumble in marriage equality. If you don't know what loving, what the the loving case is, it is um, striking down the ban on interracial marriage. And yeah, yeah, that used to not be a thing. So when people get angry about you for not baking gay wedding cakes, it's because you wouldn't have baked interracial wedding cakes either. You fucking disgusting monster. You don't deserve to have a bakery or a wedding venue or a photography business or whatever the fuck. Um, and you also don't deserve to drive a NASCAR. If you want the Confederate flag. Oh my god, I love it. I, I'm just, I'm so happy that NASCAR was like, wait, who are you? <laughs> See the, the I, thing is Wait, it... wait, wait, wait. Who? <laughs> Joel Race? Hang on. Hang on, who? Who are you? <laughs> I don't have any victories for you. Did you qualify? <laughs> uh, but Cracked wrote a beautiful article um, about the anti-cop roots of NASCAR. Because... You know, the it was born out of shiners souping up their stock cars so they could outrun the cops. They would take, like, V8 ambulance engines and drop them in their little fucking Model A's. And then they decided that they set up rules because they're like, let's figure out whose car is the fastest. And that's literally NASCAR. <laughs> it's a bunch of fuck the police, fuck the government guys driving around in a circle because their car mutters and they want to see which one goes fastest. That's it. That's NASCAR. NASCAR is all about the left turns. Uh, yeah, except for those couple tracks. But but the joke isn't funny if you remember <laughs> that there are tracks that go right. Um, <laughs> exactly. I don't want to ruin the joke. NASCAR racers, mm-hmm. they adjust the weight within the car depending on the track that they're going to be racing. That goes back to balancing the shine load based on the route that they were, the car would remain stable. stable. That's fucking amazing. So I think that would be the best place to go wrap this up. Because Yay, cars in a circle! Yay! I hope, I hope the Black Lives Matter car does really, 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 really well and wins. Um, and the Black Lives... Rowling fucking sucks. Um, this is not a NASCAR podcast. I know fuck all about racing. But <laughs> yay, there's a Black Lives Matter car and, it's, and the driver is doing really well. And it's, and also it's black. under Richard Petty Racing, too. So <laughs> that's for NASCAR? That's like... A big thing because well, it's I, like... I know who Petty. I know who Richard Petty is. I know vague things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like knowing who won the Super Bowl, even though it's never my team. Uh, he he is the Ohio State Buckeyes of racing. Oh, Coach Day says Black Lives Matter. <laughs> so everybody, happy Pride! Black Lives Matter. J.K. Rowling is a turf. Like, don't support J.K. Rowling. To bootleg your stuff. Support independent artists who are making stuff inspired by her stuff, even if that stuff inspired by her stuff is a knockoff. Um, literally, fuck that bitch. Um, trans rights are human rights. Trans black lives matter. Keep up the protesting. We'll, we will eventually win, but don't let up. Next week, we're going to have Kit Chatman on, who uh, was going to be on this week, but um, his book, Super Harry, um, Super, his book, Super Heavy, is um under an imprint of the uh no, same publishing it, no is from the same publishing company. not the imprint it is the publishing company. <laughs> okay it's just a straight public i was i was like oh, 
Is it an imprint? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we 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 don't want to get our our author and their cool project in trouble with their publisher. Yeah, he said that shit. He'd be willing to bash her along with us, but we want to keep it separated. Just so we gotta say something. So, that being said, my name is Bill, and I'm Noel, and we all have an extra Break it out. They call me Speed Rider, but never no heat hider. But I'm digital, fighting wars no one's hit to. Matrix division, network system point two. Called the one, the Neo, the novice, the noose. Where Trinity will execute. Between the viral agents, flagrant, engaged, no basic of state to take. Undertake, making model which coddle the nature of humanity. Basic profanities into the insanity that's branded me. Give it up with the reloaded messaging. Broken down between the test and blessing. Son, Holy Ghost. Messiah, 